Oh, oh shit, fuck, fuck. Gorilla Nerd Fair is live. to another episode of Gorilla Nerd Fair, the podcast. Uh, your host, uh, one of your hosts, the fourth nobleman, Steve, and I'm also joined with the other hosts. Hi, I'm Adam. Howdy, howdy. It's me, Dia. What's going on, guys? Oh, man. Happy stick Fourth of Oh, stick drift. Okay. All right. I was going to wish everyone a happy, bur- happy Fourth of July weekend, but uh, Fuck that. Stick you, 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 say, you seem like you want to blow up a Nintendo product or two. Yeah, happy Fourth of July. Stick drift sucks. This this might be a very Nintendo centric podcast. Uh, this episode, and I do apologize for that in advance. I have to balance it out with the Sonic. Um, yeah, so stick drift. I've had my Switch since launch. Never had stick drift. Let the kids play Pokemon. I now have stick drift. Let it be known that the leading cause of stick drift is allowing your children to touch your Switch. Children. So if you're a gamer dad, <laughs> don't let your kid. Hey, do you ever had stick drift? Never had stick drift. Why did you? Have you, ever, have you ever let a kid touch your switch? No. Uh, scientifically proven. Seems like I don't know. In any other context, that just seems like a really bad question to ask somebody. Well, at have least you ever, I did, at have least you ever let a child touch your stick. <laughs> at least it's still not two generations ago, and the kid didn't touch the Wii. <laughs> Uh, if this was England, I would hope the kid wouldn't touch the Wii because it's a puddle on the ground. <laughs> don't touch the Wii. I just want my FBI handler to uh, know that I don't have anything to do with these guys outside of uh, every Friday and or Saturday for two hours. Wee oui, wee. Oui. And uh, I don't, I don't condone their their deep state shit. Outside of that, all right, they're they're drifting and their kids and their sticks. Yeah, I'm against that. You heard it here first. Dia, anti-stick. Dia doesn't let people touch his Wii. Don't. And therefore, he has no stick drift. That's right. So so what are you doing about your poor stick? I am going to purchase <laughs> a Hori pad and then let the kids play uh, with the Pro Controller. You mean this little Hori pad? Yeah. I yeah. can finally actually... You know, grip my fucking switch without having to do this. They're so great. They're so uh, great. I just, oh god, yes. They have an extra button you can assign back here yeah. if you want. You got your L two and your R two. Mm. Nothing is cramped on the buttons on these things. Look at this. Love, love this freaking this stick. Ah, uh, the only thing that sucks: no motion controls, no HD rumble. Those care. are the only two things that I hate about it. There's yeah. no battery. These aren't meant to come off. They're meant to be attached at all times. So you are effectively turning your Switch into a, a handheld-only device. It's You're turning it into a more powerful Wii U gamepad. That's right. More powerful yeah. Wii U gamepad. Mm-hmm. But honestly, I mean, I can I can do without the HD Rumble. I, can, I never use motion controls, ever. I'm either full handheld or docked. Anyone had a chance to try Game Builder Garage yet? No, no, no. It's not. How is it? It's not bad. Um, I there's a particular language that I guess it's 
um, more or less based on. And so you essentially have your character and then you have controls for your character that you can assign and you take a take a button panel and you put a button panel out there and then you draw a string from the button panel to the jump button and you draw a string from another button panel to an action button and then you draw your stick uh, panel and draw the line to the left and right or the up and down and and with all of those things and the other identifiers and triggers and uh, other stuff that's uh, associated with it uh, you can essentially make an entire game. Uh, and not only can you make an entire game, people have already been very, very busy making games. Some of the games that they've made, um, they've actually made a version of Mario Kart uh, where they inserted custom pixels. And so they actually have a full lap run race of like Mario Circuit. Ooh. And right. and I mean, and they you give people you give people an inch they'll go a mile. Oh, dude, it's crazy. Um, they've they've gone and done that. I suspect we're gonna eventually see Doom. I suspect we're gonna see. Oh, it's coming. It's coming. Doom will be on this before long. Um, and and it's just it's neat because all the different varied things that you can do. It's just like uh, Little Big Planet uh, when it came out. Uh, people were trying to find different ways to manipulate that gameplay, and they turned Little Big Planet into a shoot 'em up. Like no one thought that a shoot 'em up would exist, in and then they just turned around and coded it like it was nothing. I I want go ahead go ahead. I was gonna say the the imagination people with a small tool tool set is insane, and I'm, I'm all I'm never not impressed by that kind of stuff. Go ahead. Um, I was going to say, there is exactly one horror product that I am interested in right now. I actually have it pre-ordered. We'll put it in the Twitch chat for you guys to take a look at. Um, but that is... I, I looked at the, the Hori pads, um, and, you know, they're okay, but I never play my Switch in handheld mode. Um, but a... For those of you guys who don't know, there are only Whoa. two yeah, respectable nice. GameCube controller manufacturers. Nintendo, which no longer manufactures GameCube controllers for sale in North America. you got to buy them directly from Japan. Uh, and even then, you uh, have to plug them directly into the console via an adapter. Or you can go Power A. Power A makes okay GameCube controllers. They're mm -hmm. okay, but they have smaller buttons, worse materials, and um, no motion controls at all. Yep. Am I seeing uh, this right? The third image of this uh, Hori pad is that it's motion? motion? It's motion. It's got motion controls. Yeah, motion For controls. Fifty dollars. They've made a better Pro controller than the Pro controller. Hey. And, and it's the GameCube, and it's the GameCube layout, which, as yeah. we know, is the superior layout. Agreed. Well, at least for Switch or for uh, Smash. Well, that's what I was talking other about. other games. I prefer the Pro Controller. I don't know, man. I mean, every time I play uh, Mario Sunshine on uh, the Switch, it just doesn't feel right. But yeah, again, I, I mean, I feel like any game there? that was designed in the GameCube era, the Nintendo yeah. game. Works Metro better Prime. on the GameCube controller. Metro they just Prime. have certain things that I think work better with a bigger, a more enlarged A button. Oh, there yeah. it is. Um, 
as opposed to having buttons of all the same size. I, I don't know how to fully explain it. It just feels better with the GameCube controller. Hey. And uh, that trigger is really nice, too. I but, agree. Uh, Dude, I mean... Yeah, I, I'm, I'm excited I, I for might, these. I'm, I'm going to have to get one of these. Yeah, I mean, this looks good. Yeah, yeah. I like it. I'm adding <laughs> to my wish list right now. I'm not, I'm not a huge, huge fan of them being themed, either Mario or Zelda. Yeah, I, I wish I could just, just have... having a all black... But yeah. uh, I got eventually, eventually, right? Maybe. Yeah, but I mean, Sounds I'm gonna so have good. to buy it now when it comes out. So. Oh, you can't buy it now. I gotta wait. Buy it in a, I gotta buy it in a week. In a week. Yeah. July 9th. So wait, six days. So Nintendo horrible yeah, Joy Cons. Yeah. We don't want to see the Joy Cons anymore. If they could just retire no, the Joy Con. No. Can we think of another time, another instance, with any manufacturer, any game developer? That made such terrible products, such terrible accessories. It was the dark ages of Mad Cats, was it not? Man, well, man, I'm not. Talking, was, I'm not really okay. talking about third party. It's no, first okay. party, yeah. first party. I want to uh, first party. I mean, the I Duke? know Sony. Sony had <laughs> issues with one of their controllers, right? Was it PS3? No. Uh, it was either two or three. It had to be two, right? I mean, not accessories, but Sony had the yellow light of death, and uh, then you had the red ring of death, which I got hit 12 times with. Fuck! You know, I, I bought an Xbox 360, refurbished 60 gig Xbox 360. That motherfucker is still sitting right up here behind me in either this container or this storage thing behind me, behind my head. If I hook that son of a bitch up right now, I'll fire it up and I'll I'll get a green. I I never had the first issue with that particular console. Yeah, I'm fairly certain I've shared this story numerous times, but I had a launch 360, and after one year, mm. I had and it was not in a closed off area. It had plenty of ventilation. Uh, after a year, matter of fact, it was Christmas morning. I had moved the 360 from my room to my computer to um, just that's where all that's where all my stuff was from Christmas morning. And I wanted to play Call of Duty 2, so I popped it in there and I got to like the first mission. And then the, the 360 froze. I'm like, oh, okay, you know, it, things happen and reset it, rendering a death. Son of a bitch. That's and, worse than not having German chocolate cake pictures. That's right. That is actually Almost. worse. Just a slight Sorry, bit. Sorry, guys. Yeah. Sorry. I have a Red Wedding to Death uh, story, Adam. Yeah, let's hear it. Okay, so my first Xbox was purchased at a store in a large, very large city, one of the largest in the country. Um like two hours away from where I lived. I wonder what that uh, It was EB Games. EB Games was still a thing. Holy shit, Electronic Boutique. Wow. Yeah. So I drove to EB Games, picked this thing up, traded in, I don't even know, I must have been 15, 16 at the time, so I traded in like half of my game library basically to get this thing. <laughs> yep, yep, that's uh, and uh, ended up walking out with a brand new Xbox 360 and a copy of um, The Elder Scrolls. And uh, Oblivion. I, 
Oh yeah. Oh mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Very first game I played on the Xbox. And uh yeah, it was for about a week it was okay. It was fine. Then I started noticing a red hue to everything. Oh no. Uh, so it's like, okay, what's this? What's going on? <laughs> I remember I specifically remember walking to a cave and uh, the cave was supposed to be dark. You can't see anything. And that motherfucker was just lit up red. So I could see everything. So I was, at first, I was like, all right, maybe this is a game feature. Like, I'm just, it's just like supposed to Like you have night have vision game. or some shit? But yeah, like some yeah. shit like that. I, I think I'm supposed to see what's in this cave. Then I went outside, and it was Brad outside, on top of the red. So I couldn't see anything. <laughs> uh, so, of course, I take, this was before Red Ring of Death was like a known, known mm-hmm. issue. Right. It was, you know, circulated, but kind of word of mouth. It wasn't anything. So, of, of course, the girl working at the counter was giving me pushback. She's like, are, oh, are you sure it works? Are you sure there's, there's, you know. So she plugs it into their, their CRT monitor there. That, you know, dates it. But they have a fucking CRT. But, uh, you know, gets that shit going, shows it up there. They give me a new Xbox. I go, <laughs> I uh, go home, play that one for about a week. That one's got the red ring of death after about a week or so. So uh, I send it back to Microsoft. Microsoft repairs that console. I get another one. Mm-hmm. That console red rings of death. So I've had two red ring of death and one just straight, apparently video card GPU type issue. So I go to Walmart. I get a I get a console there. Said so I'm done. End up hooking that one up. This one was the Elite when the Elite had come out. Yeah. Yep. And uh, I, I wanted that 120 gigabytes of storage. Yeah. 60 gigabytes wasn't gonna cut it. I needed 120 gigs. And uh, that one red rings after a week. Jesus so Christ! I took it back to. Uh, Walmart. Walmart didn't have any more elite consoles in stock, so they gave me store credit and a standard 60 gigabyte model. Um, I took the 60 gigabyte model home, and that store credit was used to purchase Crackdown, which was the biggest surprise hit to me, mm-hmm. and Bioshock, I, which was I, also I a crack- huge surprise hit to me. Yeah, I, I bought crackdown solely for the the halo demo <laughs> i yeah you know what i bought crackdown for the halo demo but i kept it for the crackdown the crackdown yeah, I, was good crackdown one was the best one now yeah uh, oh, i thought crackdown two was actually the best one. Oh wow well i haven't played two in a long time so maybe i need to revisit it two was yeah. good two two did two, everything two that good. one did better and i like then there was three and then there was three was terry cruz couldn't save crackdown Nope. Uh, yeah, I don't. I can't remember if I got. I'm sure I got another Xbox 360 after that. By then, the issues had mostly been solved. Mm-hmm. But uh, I went through at least seven different consoles. Six of them rendering. Tried to fix two of them with the old. Wrap it in a towel and wrap heat it in it a up towel. Trick. Heat it up and let it uh, melt back on to the Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, not not 
not a good idea. It did not work. No. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was it was all bad. Just all all bad. Yeah. For me it was after the red ring of death at Call of Duty two on Christmas Day. In January, I finally got my replacement from Microsoft after they confirmed receipt of my uh, Xbox and they confirmed that it was a red ring. And then that console red, red, red ringed within a week, sent it back, got another one. It just basically that happened over the next 12 weeks. Wow. I, I didn't have I didn't have a working 360 longer than a day. And and finally they they gave their they just threw their hands up and they said we'll give you money here okay. just take this money and go away yeah that's exactly take this money and here's, leave here's us here's be money back uh so then for i took that money and i went out and bought an elite and red ring of death oh, within, God damn it. within a month red ring of death and then i finally said well fuck it i'll um i'll stick to the ps3 for a while and uh, then my PS3 yellow. Light. No, no, fuckers! I still have my original PS3. I bought yeah, it brand my, new. My launch, my launch, sixty gig Silver Stripe PS PS3 finally bit the dust the moment I couldn't have an Xbox. Damn! And and I'm like, man, I had maybe, maybe it was mad at me because I hadn't touched it in a while. But um, the what the the 360 ended up lasting with me was. Um, I went to one of those auction sites. Someone had given me a, a gift card, and I went to one of those stupid little auction sites where you can bid to get an item that's normally really expensive really cheaply. You know, those little scam sites from a long time ago. I remember that. You got yourself a nice little deal on a Mac, I believe, didn't you? I spent one bid and ended up winning a Mac for $45, a MacBook Pro. Nice. Uni- unibody 15-inch. It was like a fifteen or sixteen hundred dollar Mac. I got it for forty five dollars. You got in on like the very beginning of quit with quibits, wasn't it? Quibits. Quibits. Yeah, yeah, I was in in on the beginning, and and I I won a vacuum there that was really expensive, real cheap, and like a Dyson or something. It it was a Dyson, and then um, (laughs) my biggest win outside of the the MacBook was I got a Call of Duty Modern Warfare two. like elite and uh that lasted i i put that in storage when i got the one nice in 2013 so yay modern warfare 2 not a not the best modern warfare but your your xbox branded console lasted a while i think they had fixed the issues by that point so what's the best modern warfare one actually like Uh, two more than i like one i like one more because of the well i mean i have to admit two opens up pretty wild um that opening is iconic no rushing right yep no rushing. oh man um and then black ops blew me away but i don't consider that a part of the modern warfare series i would say the best to me the most memorable parts are from the first Modern Warfare game, which was Pripyat. Yep. And uh, just the, 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 the AC-130. 
the AC one thirty two. Oh yeah, yeah. When when you got the black man. and white vision, yeah, yeah. The first time uh, that ever happened in a game, and it looked fucking real. Oh, it right. looked great. It still looks good. It still looks it great. It still looks that, it holds up. Yeah, pre that's the sniper level. Oh my mm. god, dude! When when the when the um the Gru are walking towards you and you have to be super still i'm like oh shit oh shit oh shit you know that that was that level is a master class intention yeah um, i uh but model warfare 2 man i mean from huge. an action standpoint it was great a set not, piece only, not only that yeah. story-wise i thought was better was you know the international stage was great this was mm-hmm. right around the time that uh Modern Warfare 2 came out like 2009, mm-hmm. I think. Some, somewhere around there. And yep. Uh, yep. right around that time, they had Max Payne come out from Rockstar. Rockstar's Max Payne. Max Payne. Mm-hmm. And uh, they both were kind of set, at least the opening areas were kind of set. They in were favelas. set in favelas in, the, in yeah. Brazil. Dude, yeah. the, ch- the chase scenes in the favelas, like, I would always die because I got my ass beat there. Yeah, that was a wall for me. I would always pop out and be like, I will shoot you. Of course, you know, it's Call of Duty, so you die quick. And I got to the point where I just memorized where all the scripted shit was. But the just the the chase scenes and the 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 tension. I mean, those first two modern warfares are classics. I, I would absolutely play through them again just to experience it. But unfortunately, I can never experience it like I did the first time. Right. I uh, I miss the multiplayer. Uh, I that was around the time I used to play with uh, Dia on Xbox 360, and they had a particular mode that they loved playing, and I enjoyed participating in. It was uh, Mike Myers, Michael Myers, <laughs> and the idea was it was team deathmatch. Everyone would join, and then everyone would flip to one team, and then one person would be Michael Myers. Uh, so the idea was no one used lethal force, no one used any guns. Um, and and the the one team with all the players would just run and hide, and then the one person who's on the other team had lethal force engaged. They could use knives. That was it. Um, when it got down to the last man, uh, text would pop up there and it'd say, "You're the last man." And then that was use of lethal force for guns. And so the last person would be able to shoot at Michael Myers. So they had this dynamic where you're the you're hunted, being chased around. You're all over the place in the map, trying to hide, trying to find the best spots. Then finally, you're the last one, and the whole metric flips, where now Michael Myers is the one being hunted by the person with the gun. And so Michael Myers has to sneak around in order to knife the last person. Mm-hmm. And it was freaking awesome. The tension that you would build in that. Holy crap. We got to play with... Uh, damn it. Who was There's it? a lot of good people. Faz was there sometimes. Faz, yep. you know, Diego. Was Diego, there. man. I miss that fella. Yeah, yeah, he's still around. He's still he on is? social media. I still talk to him. Nice, nice. Uh, yeah, yeah. He's married. Oh that? shit, that's great. No, nah, yeah. he was he was a young man uh, when we played that. Way together. young, way young. Um, <laughs> yeah, you know, a lot of those. Uh, it was really interesting to see when we played Mike Myers to see guys because it, I would say a vast majority of the time Michael Myers lost. Yeah. You would knife everybody. You'd go through all that work. You'd kill everybody, and then the last guy would just shoot you. But it was really interesting to see a guy play Mike Myers who was really good at the game. Holy Because crap. you never knew where he was. Right. There were certain you... maps. There were certain maps. I can't remember the name of the map, but there's a map with like a uh, 
it's like a farm. Uh, yes. It's a farmhouse. The chicken coops and all, and you had yeah, the warehouse. Coops, and there's like a there's like a, a broken wall, and there's like grass everywhere. And there was a, this was before you could get like custom skins or buy them, but there was a ghillie suit character that you could play as a specific character. You always had to play as that character to have the ghillie suit, but uh, you you had to uh, play, I think, as that class. Like yeah, a sniper, a sniper class. class. And so, so they'd come up with the ghillie suit and they'd hide in the grass and you just wouldn't know where they were. And they would stay still so they wouldn't be on the radar. So you'd just be looking around, running with your gun, and uh, you knew that this guy had just killed everyone before and we would all play in one party. So some of us would know where he was, but we couldn't say anything. So <laughs> we're just sitting there laughing and giggling and you know, you get close, you'd be like, oh my God, did he, did I pass by him? And you just get knifed, man. It, it, ended. it didn't happen often, but what did happen, it, it clicked together, man. It's, it's, it reminds me a lot of uh, playing custom games in Halo 3, when Halo 3 was popular and you had the little Forge. Oh, dude, Forge. I've seen, I've seen some, uh, I think the favorite one that I've seen because Griff Ball started off as a forge, yep. as a forge map. But uh, the best one that I've seen so far is people in um, in Halo Reach. Now that Reach has become really popular again on PC, mm-hmm. uh, they have a <laughs> they have a custom mode where you start off. It's like a little funnel, basically. You start off at the bottom, and you have to walk up this funnel, and uh, you have a gravity hammer in your hands. And the top part of the map just rains down every type of vehicle. Every type of vehicle <laughs> or so it's the first person, because of the acceleration, you will die instantly. The moment any of those vehicles hit you, you're gone. Um, but the, fir- the goal is to be the first one to the top. You're playing with like 12 other people, so they're all running and getting, you know, smashed straight by vehicles. chaos. And you can, uh, you can, if you're lucky, use your gravity hammer to whack a vehicle out of the way. But sometimes it backfires, it bounces into another item, and that that item kills you. Right. <laughs> uh, but you're just slowly, because of the angle, you have to slowly climb up this thing. You can't run up it. Right. So you don't really have a ton of time to dodge vehicles. You just got to plan it out and just have RNG Jesus there. Make sure that nothing <laughs> hits you. <laughs> But uh, I've I've watched whole. I, I'm not. You guys know I'm not a huge, huge, you know, Twitch watcher. I don't like to watch other people play. I'd rather play myself. Yeah. But I have seen guys. I've watched like whole matches, whole twenty minute matches where nobody gets to the top. Nobody makes it. They get mm. so close, and a fucking war og just flies out of nowhere, smacks them in the face, <laughs> and goes an hour. Womp womp. Yeah, that's awesome. Holy crap. Uh, those are those are good times, though. Oh yeah. man! Speaking uh, of good times, reminiscing. Did you guys see uh, the new trailer for He Man? Dude, I, that just came out. I'm not as impressed with the second trailer um, as I was with the first. I thought the use of the song that, and the artist that they had singing uh, really made that first trailer what it was. And I don't think that the same magic happened with that second trailer. I'm still excited about it. Uh, I'm. I wouldn't say I was ever a huge He-Man fan, uh, but I am looking forward to seeing how they play this story out. Uh, and I really, I'm really looking forward to seeing Hamill's uh, Skeletor. Um, yeah. 
And then even even beyond Hamill Skeletor, I'm just interested in seeing all the characters get their um, their moment, I guess. Because uh, there was a lot of characters that were like, oh, I remember that toy. I remember this toy. Oh, yeah, that toy. And I couldn't, I couldn't name half the characters because it's been so long. Uh, I could look them up and find those characters, but, you know, just offhand, I was like, oh, that's the eye guy. Or, oh, that's the jaw dude. Or, oh, that's the beast guy. You know, but I couldn't. <sighs> Fish man. Oh, yeah, I remember Fish, whatever his name was. And, uh, yeah, it's going to be fun. I'm looking forward to it still. Um, and I, I like that. Uh, <sighs> you ever get that feeling when you watch a trailer and you're like, shit, I just feel like I had the entire thing explained to me. Yeah. I didn't get that with this. This this yeah. did just enough. It pulled back just enough to where I don't feel well, like I missed I anything. It, I think it was aiming for super epic, but it kind of fell flat. Yeah. But uh, the animation looks fantastic. Oh, yeah. I was not anticipating it. I thought this was a reboot, not a follow-up to the original cartoon. So, I mean, I'm not like duper hooper. I got to watch it right now. Hype, but I'll catch it when it comes out. Yeah, I'll watch that w- it. That was a significant part of my childhood, uh, early childhood. There you go. I did like I mean, uh, Cringer, Cringer, not being so much of a little bitchy coward and more yeah, of a, yeah. more of a kind of a voice of reason. Yeah, yeah, w- which is odd considering what he was in the original cartoon. Yeah, the original cartoon, he was just such a bull. He had no backbone, and he was it, no backbone. And, and then Battle Cat the was the it was it was like Shaggy and Scooby. Uh, where they had that that yeah, Cringer was the cowardly runaway, mm-hmm. avoid lazy, all the above, and then Battle Cat was the gung ho, solve the day, solve the case, yeah. uh, Shaggy and Scooby, and and yeah. So so just just to let you guys know, I've been to Target a couple of times this past weekend, and they have the Master Universe toys. Yes. They look just like they used to, except for now they have multiple points of articulation. That's right. They move their wrists. They and move their elbows. The only the only two that I could find was Skeletor and uh, uh, He-Man. Walmart's and, got them, too. And uh, then there's Battle Cat. And then um, Skella, what was it? Skella Manta? Skella. There was a play set that comes with uh, Skeletor's uh, original version before he becomes Skeletor. Skeletor. Oh, before. Oh, okay. The Skeletor Fortress, maybe. Yes, yes. It. I'm just, you know, I'm hyping. I'm. I, I was like, I don't buy it. Don't buy it. Don't buy it. I mean, because they're not cheap. You know, they're like fifteen, sixteen bucks for the individual characters and the the playsets. Or Battle Cat was eighteen ninety nine or twenty ninety nine, and the playset was like thirty four. So wow, definitely. Well, that's not and, and what's funny, and of course, you know. The person I was with is like, you know, they're not aiming that towards our, you know, is that, oh, my wife, duh. I, th- everything's running together now. She said, they're not making that for our kids. They're making that for you. <laughs> you know, they're making it for you. <laughs> yeah. You I mean, go. but, you know, for me, like, I don't play with action figures. I would just buy one and set, set it up. It'd just be a statue. So. <laughs> what is wrong with Battle Cat, man? Did they just use the original mold and they said, fuck it? Yep, that's precisely what they did. Holy shit, Battle Cat without that mask looks awful. It's terrible. I, oh my I, lord. It, it's bad. I and, never said it was good. Oh. Because it's not. It's bad. $25 for that piece of plastic right there. Yep. Oh, The original man. mold with some things tacked onto it. That's it. That's, I mean, 
I don't even. I guess there's additional articulation here. I uh, I remember yeah, the, the original the knot in the feet. Yeah, I remember You're, the original not having bendable it anything. Stood, it, it it stood up on its own one way, and you right. had to find that. You had to find that. And if it ever got off kilter, it would just flop over. And if you put He-Man on it, it would tip over regardless. Holy! You guys are old enough to tell me what came first. Was it the He-Man toys or the He-Man cartoon? They were. They were they not simultaneous? No. No, I thought that was like Transformers. It was the the cartoon to market the toy. I guess the cartoon to market the toy, right? Uh, cartoon to market the toy. If you there's a documentary on Netflix about the He Man. Yes, there is, and there's also and one for Transformers. There's well, there's one for TNT as well. Yeah, but they had they were working on the, um, they created the toy line first, and then they were working on the the cartoon while they released it, and then. Um, if I remember correctly, so I think the toy line came first, but not by a lot. It was like a couple of weeks, maybe. Um, and it was a soft launch; it wasn't like the whole thing. Uh, but you know, while the, once the cartoon took off, they I mean, how many were there? Like fifty-eight of those fucking things. It was a lot. It was crazy. Every, uh, it, it was like the Kenner Star Wars uh, action figure line. Every single character that even a character that had no speaking lines was just on frame for two seconds. They had a figure. They had a figure for it. <laughs> oh, the same moment. way. And for me, it was the TMNT cartoon that got me into the toys. But as we all are aware, the the cartoon came first. Um, this is true for that thing. And then for Transformers, it was they wanted to bring the the GoBots from Japan over to America and they had to figure out how to do that. And of course they did it via the way of uh, cartoon delivery. So man, now my son's getting into transformers and he wants a bumblebee. So that'll have, there is so much for the, for the transformers. Oh God. Uh, There's, I, I went to target and I saw that they had, um, they had the new Bumblebee show where they all look kind of anime-ish. And yeah. then, then I moved a couple of those uh, to the side to see if I could find a Bumblebee. And I found Starscream and uh, Optimus Prime from, it, it's their new, the movie line. And I'm like, Sadly, <laughs> I didn't have the fifty dollars to drop on one of them. So right, yeah. The, even they're like the Optimus right now, the seven-inch Optimus that I don't think transforms. I think it's an action figure. No, it's it's an action figure. It's forty. It's fifty bucks. Um, mm-hmm. And then they've got re-release stuff that's still coming out. That and, um, and I kept. Have- I captured a lot of the reissues from Gen One mm-hmm. um, back in Toys R Us days. Yep. And uh, I think I had about fourteen or eighteen of those, yep. and uh, and I, I missed them. I, I wish I still had those because yeah. they were really neat collectible boxes that that retain their retain their quality over years. Mm-hmm. They had that little viewfinder, so you you take take the Velcro tab, lift it up, you could see the robot in, in, inside mm-hmm. there. And I had a whole stack of those, including the uh, original Optimus and all the others. And uh, it's crazy how these there's so many. And it's so funny because I, I'm here and I see all these figures, but if I go to Walmart's toy line right now in their toy aisle, they've got maybe two of these. Yeah. And I go to Target right now and they might have four of these. 
Mm-hmm. And it's and they're getting harder and harder to find. And I think uh, I think that fever is kind of wearing itself down. Yep. <clears throat> Which stinks. Honest, can I be frank with you, boys? Yeah, man. Well, it's hard for me to imagine a concept, the, the concept of action figures as toys. Because I grew up, growing up, like, I mean, action figures were still a thing, but they weren't, like, popular toys. Right. I don't ever remember anyone my age, you know, pining to go to Toys R Us to get action figures. The closest I got, I think, is when Jurassic Park came out, they had a whole line of the dinosaurs, and some of them were, like, battle-scarred. And I remember thinking at first I wanted it, and then thinking... Ew, you know, like a, a part of this dinosaur pops off and you could see it as a rib cage and say, like, that's gross. That never happened in the movie. I don't want that as a toy. That's a stupid toy. And then Star Wars, when the Phantom Menace came out, they came out with a whole line of, I think Kenner came out with a whole line of, you know, little battle droids. And But other than that, I can't think of a time where I actually wanted like an action figure as a toy. You know? It's it's weird to me thinking you guys when you guys were you know, you know young going to the store and actually wanting an action figure to play with. Not that there's anything wrong with it. It's just a weird concept for me to kind of visualize because toys to me were like you know video games or bikes or basketballs or something like that. You know the yeah, um, the, yeah the, the, go ahead. I was gonna say so back in the day. Um, late 80s, early 90s, video games were, you know, something you turned on, played for a little while, and then turned off. Um, we would imagination play with action figures like the three inch G.I. Joes. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we'd do our own little wars. You know, uh, when the Mortal Kombat G.I. Joes came out, I'd play with those and pretend I, you know, I was fighting in the game. But because the the games had not gotten to the point to where they could mimic that imagination play uh you know i mean honestly that it really didn't come around until you know emergent gameplay in games where you make your own fun didn't really come around for me until i played grand theft auto 3. um but so when we were kids we lived vicariously through the cartoon shows that were you know all these tours were based on and then we would for Christmas, we would always ask for, you know, we want G.I. Joe playset, we want G.I. Joe vehicles, we want TMNT uh, action figures, TMNT uh, playsets, uh, you know, same thing for Batman, because Batman 1989 spawned a whole uh, Kenner Batman line that lasted well into the mid-90s, mm-hmm. where none of it was from the movie, but it was still awesome, because... They would show you in the commercials how you're supposed to play with, you know, Aqua Batman. You know, he's he's got this armor piece. That, it was just their normal mold Batman. And instead of a cape, he came with a scuba suit that could fit over top of the model. And he did not move very well. He had legs that were stiff. They didn't articulate anywhere except for the hips. And then his arms would, um, wouldn't even rotate. They would just do this. They would go, went, went. Went, 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 just like that. And so, and they even had, they had, you know, like Batmobiles where you had to put him in a sitting position where he's just basically an L shape and you have to slide him in to the cockpit and then push the thing on top of it. 
And, um, you know, for us, that was like our video game play. Like my kids right now, like to give you an example, they play video games and then they'll consume media on their tablet, be it, you know, PBS kids or two eggs or whatever the hell they're watching. Um, Disney now. And then, then they'll go and draw or write and then they'll, you know, and then that's, that's their cycle. They'll get up in the morning. They'll, they'll do imagination play with, you know, Pokemon toys. My kids do play with Pokemon toys. They have little master balls they throw around and then, uh, you know, they'll just pretend to do things and they'll do that for maybe an hour or two. Then they'll play Mario on the Wii U uh, if on their playroom or they'll watch Pokemon on, on Netflix and then they'll come downstairs and they'll draw and they'll draw their own versions of Pokemon. Um, so for them, like my son doesn't really like action figures. Uh, he likes, you know, he's into trains. So he likes, he likes like the Thomas, the train things. And he plays with those play sets, but you know, my kids don't really do action figures. And I know a lot of other parents who have kids, their kids don't do action figures. Um, there really is not a huge market for those. But I do know that my my cousin's kid plays with the Fortnite action figures. So, yeah, I know. For me, the, I think the closest I ever got was uh, Legos. I know Bionicles was a thing for a little bit. Yeah, Bionicles uh, were cool. <laughs> but uh, I I liked Legos growing up. Mm-hmm. But uh, anything, I mean, even now I like Legos. This is actually yeah, a good that- segue. This yeah, that doesn't segue. that doesn't really change. I still play with Legos. Yeah, te- uh, I like the Technic sets. Mm-hmm. You uh, like have you guys building. seen the uh, the uh, Lego controversy? Small controversy that happened this week. Uh oh, no, what happened? What's going on? Um, so Disney is uh, releasing some Lego sets, mm-hmm. including uh, Django's uh, ship, which is. No longer named Slave One. It's just yeah. Django. It's just Django ship. Because of the use uh, of the word slave. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, they're they just trying to to slowly phase it out. And uh, there's been some outrage, some mild outrage. You know, I'm kind of ambivalent to uh, the name. On the one hand, I think it's just a name, but on the other hand, I see how uh, Disney just wants to be as. Yeah, they just they they don't want to, they want to be as innocuous as possible. They, they don't want anything, you know, really kind of mucking stuff up. And some of the weird outcries that I've seen have been from the guy who played Boba Fett from the remasters of the original movie, not the original Boba Fett actor, but the guy who played Boba Fett. When they did like the special editions in '99, or right, yeah the, yeah, the British guy. I don't know what his name is, but he markets himself heavily as the Boba Fett actor online. <laughs> and, uh, his Twitter is just emblazoned with "I played Boba Fett. I'm Boba Fett," <laughs> and he had a lot to say about this. Now, the uh, the funny thing about that Lego set is if you yes. go to Lego's website. It lists it specifically as Slave One. However, <laughs> it, however it is a retired product. Um, but they are selling the Django ship, right? 
Yeah, well, this is the 20th anniversary one that I'm mm-hmm. looking at. Oh, yeah. Um, let me go ahead and see if I can find, because that 20th anniversary one, I think, is different from the one that is going to be. Yeah, yeah, it's different. They're releasing a new version of that 20th anniversary one, the one that is not going to be called Slave One. It's just going to be called Django Ship. And it's been uh, 20. Oh, my God. Our Boba, Boba <laughs> Fett Starship will release on August 1st for $49, um, which is, I believe, essentially just a, a rehashed version of the one that came out for the 20th anniversary. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, the uh, the all this subsequent backlash has increased the price of the 20th anniversary Slave 1 set. Of course. I've seen it go as high as uh, $500 on eBay. Um, for a product that is normally forty nine ninety nine, so all bad. Those are uh, slave driver prices right there. So Nintendo's trying to squeeze some money out of somebody. Fifty bucks is what I heard. Yeah, trying to get fifty dollars a month from a gentleman whom they sued, who owned Rom Universe. Rom Universe. And apparently sued and was uh, was awarded two point one million dollars in damages, uh, to the tune of thirty five thousand dollars for each of the forty nine Nintendo games that were found on the site, plus four hundred thousand dollars in trademark damages. The trouble is, the main source of income for this gentleman who owned ROM Universe was the website that was his only source of income so they cut off the guy's only source of income and still anticipated he was going to somehow pay for the 50 dollars per month charge that they had agreed upon he missed that charge did not make that payment so they took him to court and it was pretty much like yeah where do you want to get that money from you ain't got no income <laughs> you're trying to bleed a turnip man it's not going to work Reminds me of um, who were they? You know the the uh, record labels when they started suing everyone who uh, pirated music and just went on these huge legal battles to uh, you know obtain millions of dollars in settlements from people who will never be able to pay them back. Mm-hmm. Actually, read a really or uh, listened to a really interesting podcast about some of the people that they sued. To one of them, really big name, you know, she was a mom in her 30s at the time who either she or her kids definitely downloaded this music. She claimed ignorance, but it came out later that uh, someone in her family had destroyed the hard drives of her computer the day that she got, you know, the little letter asking for payment. And um, they tried to settle with her for like $2,000. She ended up going to court and she ended up owing $666,000 or $660,000. She ended up, um, no, no, she ended up owing $200,000. She ended up uh, taking it back to trial, contesting that, and, you know, filing an appeal. And after the appeal, she ended up owing more money. Oh, wow. And the first judgment ended up being $600,000. She fought that case for seven or eight years um 
And they eventually, I think they got to the point because they weren't getting any money out of her. She was getting pro bono lawyers the entire time. Right. They were spending hundreds of thousands of dollars hiring big shot attorneys to file these for them. Um, so they spent way more money than it, they would have ever gotten from her. <laughs> and I think the last thing I heard about it is they offered to settle for her for like a couple hundred bucks if she acted in a PSA against downloading music. Nice. Which she she refused. Ah. So She's still fighting that legal battle. Um, Eventually, they're just going to write it off, right? They got to write it off. I just don't understand how Nintendo thinks that this is a worthwhile expenditure. Like, you've already gotten the site offline. Not if he's if if he's if he can't pay, why are you going to hire lawyers over fifty bucks? Not only did defendant not address his violation of the court's order in in the opposition, but he continues to ignore the order and has not yet made any payments to Nintendo. The filing reads. This failure to make even the modest $50 per month payment, an amount that he proposed and agreed to, demonstrates that Nintendo has no adequate remedy at law for defendants' past or future infringement and underscores the need for a permanent injunction. Last month, the gentleman uh, who owns the ROM website filed a motion to have the court consider not making him pay Nintendo $2.1 million. (laughs) Yes, but why not not pay? How about that? Well, I mean, (laughs) his only source of income was the ad revenue from the site. And it wasn't like he was selling this shit. He was just being an active lister of it. Right. Yeah, I could understand how that can be a trademark damage. But at the same time, Nintendo's not going to get $2.1 million out of this man. He will never make that his entire life. Right, right. He'll never see $2.1 million. Right. And so now he basically will will owe Nintendo less than, I mean, more than a yearly Nintendo online account (laughs) the rest of his life. And then after his life is over. Here's here's the worst part. That's forty nine. Okay, thirty five thousand dollars for each of the forty nine Nintendo games found on the site. If I go right now to Nintendo Online on my Switch, and then pull up the Super NES and NES information, and I go to this little guy right here. Let's see if it'll come into focus here. Look how many Super NES games are listed under the Super NES. For Nintendo, if you pay for that twenty dollars a month or a year, twenty dollars a year for Nintendo Online, you get access to forty-seven. Forty-seven of these ROMs are, are for forty-seven Super Nintendo game ROMs. Seventy some odd Nintendo game ROMs are available through the online service. So this guy had less ROMs than Nintendo's offering for twenty dollars a year, and he's getting sued for two point one million. Imagine those those sites that distribute the full sets, right? $35,000 per ROM, 700 U.S. ROMs? 798 798 Wow. Don't that, ask me how I know that exact number <laughs> off the top of my head by double-clicking a folder somewhere, but hey, it's 798 798 You heard it here, folks. Mm-hmm. Do not question. No. Hold <laughs> on. Wait, how much per game? 
$35,000. And I would have to assume at this point that's 400000 in trademark damages for fifty. So go ahead and multiply that by... All right, so if, if he had had a full set just in trademark damages, on, no, just in... Uh, 35000 know, per... Yeah, we're looking at twenty seven million to two twenty seven point nine million dollars. You could then, physically own the entire collection five times. And if we want to add in the you know fifty times four hundred thousand. So, so what we do need to do is go seven ninety eight divided by fifty. Just go eight hundred. Yeah, eight hundred divided by fifty. Yeah, and then eight hundred divided by fifty, which is two hundred. No, I don't know math. Twenty? No. <laughs> Wait, it's fourteen. Oh, yeah, math is fun. <laughs> I'm not real good with the math, y'all. It's fucking sixteen. Thank you, sixteen. Fuck. <laughs> so, so sixteen times fifty. That's eight hundred times. What was it? Four fifty. You said. Let's never do this again. <laughs> by four hundred thousand. Sixteen by four hundred thousand. Okay, let me correct that. <laughs> okay, so we are looking at three hundred forty-seven million dollars. Point nine three. <laughs> if he had had the full collection. Wow. Yep. If he was distributing the full collection. Yes, yes, yes. Um, so this is why when you have a ROM site, I'm going to give you some R advice. R. When you have a ROM site, don't host and distribute ROMs. What do you do with your ROM site? You disseminate across temporary... Uh, uh, cloud storage devices. So the onus isn't on you. The onus is on the cloud storage devices. You're you're basically, if we boil down your message, it's if you're going to commit crime, don't Spread get caught. Spread it out. Just don't Spread get caught. Out. Yeah. You, you take you take you the make the money eraser. launder itself. You make the you take the magic eraser and just go ee over your trail. Pro so, Criminals don't get caught. So Nintendo has basically turned this guy into an indentured servant for the rest of his life because he's never going to come up with the money for this. Like they fucking need $2.1 million. Whoops. Nintendo's being investigated for a report of forced Uyghur labor. Oh, okay. Whoops. Hello. Hello, pot. Hello, kettle. You're yeah. black. No, you're black. Imagine being an indentured slave, a Uyghur slave, and reading that, uh, you know, Nintendo is not getting 50 bucks. Yeah. They're not getting 50 bucks from this one guy. Yeah, I don't think they're I, I don't think they're going home at the end of the day and talking to their family and talking to their wife or whatever and saying, you know, it's just a damn shame that Nintendo can't retrieve the $50 from this guy. <laughs> whoops so apparently uh, there's 
potential that tens of thousands uh, from China's Uyghur ethnic minority group were being forced into factory labor, having no choice whether or not to work in the global supply chain for products made by up to 83 different global brands. Uh, you probably already heard about this with Apple, Sony, Microsoft. All I think the big tech all the big that. tech giants have, have kind of had their toes dipped into it. But now they're now they're all kind of yeah. Chinese companies were possibly unknowingly violating human rights. Whoopsie doodle. We may have been violating human rights this whole time. My bad. I mean, that seems like a respectable response when you violate human rights is a whoopsie by bad didn't know sorry we'll change that right away we'll make sure we don't do that anymore we'll make sure we don't do that awful thing anymore during nintendo's most recent shareholder meeting the company's president uh shintaro furuwaka was asked about this report we as a company are aware of the news report that uyghurs might have been forced into labor at factories in our supply chain he replied however as for the factory identified in the report, as far as we investigated, we could not confirm records of it being one of our business partners. So we cannot confirm Norton. Well, I guess that's confirming it's not one of their business partners. We could not confirm records of it being one of our business partners. So, you know, maybe, maybe not. We can't confirm because we actually had a, a fire <laughs> last night. So apparently, apparently Nintendo has its own corporate social responsibility guidelines, and it asks its partners to comply. The company has a policy of suspending dealings if there are forced labor or other serious risks. As a global enterprise, we will continue to work with our production partners to put into practice ethical policies for manufacturing, labor, and procurement to carry out high-quality mass production. They don't give two shits about whoever does the job as long, long as they do the job and don't drag their name. As long as we don't know about it. That's right. We <laughs> What we don't know won't hurt our reputation. All right, everyone. That's a wrap. We appreciate you coming out for another exciting episode of Gorilla Nerd Fair. We will see you guys next Friday with Dia. And then after that, we're going to have new guest, uh, new guest hosts and a still of Ashy Butt. Somehow we're going to get... We're gonna still, get the issue butt in there. We're gonna get a we're gonna get a butthole picture and it's gonna be great. Keep it tight. Thank you for finding my buttholes and keeping it tight. <laughs> Keep it high and tight. Good night everyone. Good night.